I coined a phrase, and I'm sure that it's not originally mine, but it's one that I have somehow picked up, and it's sales through education. And I advise all coaches and consultants, trainers around the world to, to adopt this phrase in everything they do, because by actually wearing your heart on your sleeve and actually just literally giving people takeaway value there and then, it actually really goes a long way with people and it allows you to not only demonstrate your expertise, but also build up that trustworthiness with people that you actually know what you're talking about and that you're not in it just for a quick buck. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. I'm that other co-host, Michael Palmer. And Michael, do we have an awesome guest lined up today? Absolutely. I'm, I'm really thrilled. David Sargent is really... I've heard someone very smart describe him as digital marketer for coaches, that's someone smart as my co-host. Pretty scathing. Well, you know what? We're going to find out exactly. Uh, but I, I, I have to share the, the story of how we found and got David onto the show was I was actually, I, I fell into his marketing funnel and I absolutely loved how he uh, presented himself and how he came across in his videos and you know, had me laughing. And I just, I just absolutely loved every part of the stage. He was teaching me things. I was building a relationship with him. And I felt like I knew this guy and I'd never had a conversation with him at all. And I thought, wow, this, this, he's onto something. He's doing something really cool. And then I looked, he's like, hey, he helps coaches do this. I thought, Let's get him on the podcast. I think he's going to be great. So I'm excited to have him. You know what? Me too. And one of the cool things uh, about David is he's he's British and he's got that cool British accent thing going. So he's going to sound super smart as well as be super smart. So that's that's fantastic. So with no further ado, let's move on to our interview with David Sargent. David Sargent, welcome to the podcast, sir. Hello. Hello, Michael. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, it's a pleasure having you on. So, David, we like to start off every episode of the podcast by asking our guest uh, a powerful question, and that's, how'd you get to be David Sargent? What's your backstory? How did you arrive at where you are today, where you're living a life of purpose and making the difference you were born to make? Our listener wants to know. Well, firstly, hello to all of your listeners. Um, Thanks for having me along. Yeah, it's quite a random story. Um, I won't obviously give you the long version, but the, the, the summary is that in 2005, I was actually a, a police officer here in the UK. And you mentioned uh, how very British I am. Well, I'm pronouncing my S's and T's now, but I assure you that where I'm from in the southeast of England in a county called Essex is not quite as S and T's as you would imagine. Um, but I was, a, I was a, a police officer here. I got very kind of disheartened. I wasn't being fulfilled in any way. And I was always very, very creative person. So I embarked on an adventure, much to my now wife's uh, disarray, because I was in a very secure job, obviously, being in the, uh, the constabulary over here. And I just found a passion for marketing. Um, and I literally was working in the public sector, crazy hours, crazy shifts, 12 hours sometimes, getting home, 
spending all night until the early hours teaching myself digital marketing. And originally it was all around content for me, copywriting, web copy, and helping friends. And then I got a voluntary opportunity through my now brother-in-law for a local football club or soccer club, should I say, um, where I was We know what football is, man. My, my, my boys <laughs> and I, we both play. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, it's my my sport too. For my sins, I'm a West Ham United fan for anybody that actually follows UK oh, football. I do follow um, UK football. I'm sorry, I'm a Man United fan. <laughs> well, we'll say no more. Should we skip on? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I started interviewing professional football players. They're about two, two leagues down from the Premier League. And um, I then managed to leverage that experience into a paid job in marketing, um, Cut a long story short, ended up as a marketing director. Then I ended up at um, a company called Fluid Business Coaching. And I spent two years as a fly on the wall around in a professional business coaching practice as marketing director. And I launched a podcast. We've done so many different things. And it really gave me a, a real fundamental understanding of not only how coaches work, but to coin a football phrase, how they are on and off the pitch. So when they're at work, the challenges that they're facing when they're out of work and the, the personal challenges and the, the lifestyle challenges that coaching brings as well. And also having a real intricate understanding of how their clients make a buying decision and what works and what doesn't in marketing for coaches. And, and that's kind of a real quick snapshot version of how I've got to where I am. And then in, uh, in 2016, so October last year, um, I jumped ship and I set up my own marketing practice called DFY Coach. That is a done-for-you marketing practice specifically for coaches. And I also have my personal brand, which is a credibility coach, which is where I work with professional coaches of all levels and disciplines um, to help them understand who they are as a coach. And I'm sure we'll go into that in a little bit more detail. Very cool. You know, David, I I, I found you through Digital Marketer. Uh, DM Engage, which you're a member of as well. And I, I'm an aficionado, I guess, of digital digital marketing. And mm-hmm. I just absolutely love the generosity of, uh, and I know it's a tactic, but it's a great one, which is sharing some of the work that you'd done in, in a funnel. And I think it was, you launched a business I have to. I, it was a, while, a couple of months ago that I saw it, but you launched a business in like 90 minutes, uh, and and created this audience and had a, a list, and you were doing revenue, and you shared everything that you had done to actually create that, all the landing pages, every single piece out of your toolbox. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. So I I kept looking, and I saw your video, the videos that you'd created, and I just thought you you just marketed yourself in a way that was very human and a way to get across to to people in a, in, a, in a new way. So I'm excited to hear some of those things that you're doing to actually help these coaches because our listeners, some of our listeners are coaches. We have consultants. We have uh, entrepreneurs that listen uh, to the show. Share a bit about what those tactics have been and how, you, how you've done this. Yeah, sure. Thank you um, for the question. That's a great question. And I, it's, it's something I get asked a lot because People always say to me, wow, you're always kind of helping people and you're always putting your best stuff out there on display for everyone. Shouldn't you be charging money for that? And I coined a phrase, and I'm sure that it's not originally mine, but it's one that I have somehow picked up, and it's sales through education. And I advise all coaches and consultants, trainers around the world to to adopt this phrase in everything they do, because by actually wearing your heart on your sleeve and actually just literally giving people takeaway value there and then, it actually really goes a long way with people and it allows you to not only demonstrate your expertise, 
but also build up that trustworthiness with people that you actually know what you're talking about and that you're not in it just for a quick buck. Now, obviously, coaching specifically is all about relationships. And I find that, that utilizing that strategy is actually about planting that seed at the very start of that relationship. And I'm not even concerned at that stage whether or not somebody goes on to become a client of mine in a year's time or six months' time. I'm genuinely helping people, but I just feel that if we all done that, if we all actually just shared value and helped people take action or make an improvement just that day in their business, then the world would just be a much better place. Absolutely. You know, I, I will share too, along that same line, I had connected with you on Facebook, it was your page or something, and I said, hey, I really like this video, and you you got back to me right away, and you said thanks, and then I asked another question about something else, and you were, you just continued to be available and helpful, which for me, created this relationship, having never met you, it just created this frame of who you were, a very generous, very valuable person to know and be connected with. And I think that, in, in what you're saying, is... It's, you know, I don't think we do that enough in our businesses where we're available to the potential prospects and, and helping them. If they're coming asking for questions, well, they're a suspect or a prospect that could potentially be a customer. Absolutely. And completely honest and with all due respect, I didn't have a clue anybody was at all when they contacted me, including yourself. So I just saw the question. I just thought, hey, I can help this guy. And I just helped you without even clicking on your name or visiting LinkedIn or whatever. I just literally was only interested in helping you. And that, you know, being totally honest, that scored me a lot of clients. And um, my first business was a generalized marketing agency, a digital marketing agency. And it quickly developed into a six-figure agency because I literally was just going out building relationships, and it wasn't even business development, I assure you. At that stage, it was not. I would just go out and I would just help people, and it's like reciprocation. It just People just love it, and they get back to you, they message you. And going back to what you were saying about the case study that I launched, it was called the Secret Cake Club. So basically, all, all I wanted to do, uh, Michael and Nikki, was just stress test my abilities. I'd spent hours upon hours and sacrificed social life and my health you know, I put on something like two stones, something ridiculous, because I literally would shut myself away and I would just learn. But I wouldn't just learn through the theory, I would actually action it as well for myself. So I would build whole brands and then I would just literally bulldoze them just so I could say, right, well, I know that works. And then I wanted to just stress test this, uh, this skill set I had because when you're enclosed, and a lot of your listeners will probably be able to relate to this because when you are a, uh, and I coined the phrase, sorry ladies, a one-man band, you spend a lot of time on your own. So it sometimes becomes hard to get some perspective on what you're doing and whether or not you're going in the right direction or not. And when you're online and you're reading what other people are doing, you think, how am I going to measure myself here? How can I actually qualify what I'm doing is, is good? So along came this crazy idea, back to football, soccer again, 90 minutes is the game of, of a match. Uh, the time of a match, sorry. So I just thought, uh, you know what? I'm going to set myself 90 minutes and I'm going to create a brand in a sector, in a niche that I know nothing about and I'm just going to go for it and I'm going to build a list and I'm going to do it in 90 minutes. I know I had the skill set, okay, and people have pointed that out to me before. But if I can do it in 90 minutes, the point is that somebody else can do this, you know, in a week or two weeks or a month and, and stop coming up with the excuses. That's Fantastic. brilliant, David. That's brilliant. 
You know, the theme of uh, this episode and uh, a couple of other episodes that we've recorded, we, we generally speaking, record our podcast episodes in a single day or, or two days over the course uh, of a month, uh, has been generosity. You know, uh, a guest that we interviewed earlier talked about how being generous was so important to them personally and had been such a big part of their success. And you've really hammered on that as well. And I think it's really important for people to understand that being generous, it's the right thing to do. It's, it's part of why God put us here on this earth. But it's also the smart thing to do from a business point of view. Can you expand on that a bit for us, David? Yeah, absolutely. A great question. Um, well, first and foremost, we're all in business and our primary goal is to put food on the table for ourselves and for our families. So I never I never kind of try and put makeup on that or try and disguise that. You know, ultimately, we're here to make money and people sometimes struggle to talk about that subject. But there are different ways you can make money. You know, that people choose crime, people choose to be dishonest, people choose to create fantastic businesses, value first. And some people, you know, they're just steady eddies and they just drift through their business at a consistent level and they're happy with that. And that's absolutely fine too. But when we're talking about getting more clients, right, which is a golden egg question that I'll probably get asked <laughs> 10 times a day from social media emails and stuff like that, it's all about two components, and it's about building your, uh, proving your expertise and building your trustworthiness. And that makes up credibility in my eyes, which is why I coined my brand the Credibility Coach, because I help, I help coaches build their expertise and prove their trustworthiness. And, and that equates to their credibility, which attracts clients and opportunities. So through giving, and I use the, the term giving quite lightly because I don't want it to be construed as we're a charity but through going out and, and giving at the right strategic times in uh, relevant topic areas to your business so there's always that and I call it the line of relevancy right we never want to stray too far from our line of relevancy so if our, if our ultimate goal is to get let's just say um, a coaching client in the business space in a business that's five to ten million revenue um, and has got a team of 10 to 20 employees and they're based in your local area. That's our ultimate goal as for us as a coach. So our line of relevancy would extend as far as it takes to get back to that ultimate goal. So for example, using a Facebook group example, if I was to go into a, uh, a Facebook group uh, for business owners in my local area or a LinkedIn group, and I would see in there very quickly really who the players are and that's the sort of um, client demographic and psychographic that's actually going to hit that objective of that of that business owner. I would start providing value in that business because I know that that fish is swimming around that pond, that group, and I'd start providing value and, and to become an attractive, trusted expert in that group. Now, the sort of advice that I would be providing would be stuff that I know that my target client would be interested in. So it's along that line of relevancy. And then we wouldn't stray too far from that. So when I say giving, I mean, make sure it's strategic, make sure it's targeted. If you're trying to sell marketing services to do landing pages for people, there's no point in going in and just trying to help everyone with all of their marketing problems. Try and always keep it on along that line of relevancy to landing pages. And 
trainers and consultants. If you know, if you're a financial consultant and you're working with these big financials, find these groups out there, and I trust you, they're out there, and start helping people in subject areas that are along that line of relevancy to your end goal for your conversion. And that that would be my ultimate advice around that is don't go too broad because the main problem that I find every single day is people trying to be everything to everyone and it doesn't work. That's brilliant, David. That was really, really powerfully said. So David, the name of this podcast is The Business of Thought Leadership. And the people who listen to this podcast are really interested in understanding how you commercialize what you do. So could you share with our listener a little bit about how you commercialize this expertise of yours? What are the ways in which you interact with the public? What services, programs, products do you offer? And and what's worked best for you? Okay, so in, if I understand the uh, the question correctly, it's about how I, in my business, um, have, have expanded that to reach the relevant people to grow it. Is this yeah? The how have you specifically commercialized what you're doing? Have you got sure. people to pay for you? And what are the programs that you've come up with that have been the best ones for you from a commercial point of view? Yeah, I mean, I can absolutely hands down tell you straight away it is by actually understanding my own value proposition and who it is that I help. Mm, Very powerful. Yeah. I mean, I have spent, and again, I I will never, ever camouflage over anything. I have been to the darkest places getting to the point where I am. Like It's taken me 10 years to get to this point, right, from from being on the beat as a police officer that's not fulfilled in life to now being in this position where I help fantastic coaches of all levels. I've got a wife, I've got a nine-month-old son. Mm. It's just, you know, it's taken me 10 years to get here. And the reason why it took so long is because I didn't understand what my value proposition was and I didn't understand who not only did um, I want to help, but who I actually could. Because a lot of people as well, they, they miss that. They miss the alignment there of, where they feel they help and how they actually help are two different things. So the way that I have commercialized what I have done is by being very clear and not frightened to go after a specific slice of the cake rather than, again, go for the whole cake. And that took guts to do that, but it's going well. Um, it's going very well. Work with some fantastic coaches, and now I help them coaches with that same problem. It's great. And I, I really love that you share the story of the, the dark days because, uh-huh. you know, that's part of the journey as well is the figuring it all out. You're very clear now, but there were likely times when you weren't. And, uh, and that's how, what you help people do now today is basically figure, figure it out. Yeah, and I I think that's very, very important. Now, again, you know, it's very sensitive issues. And obviously, if anyone's having deep and dark feelings, I always like to point out there's support out there. Just go to Google and and look for the support because it's a tough time. And I remember 2015 in October and I was in Chicago and I was sat at the top of uh, like a penthouse apartment. I was there on my own for business and I was looking out across the skyline. Love Chicago, beautiful place. And I just sat there and I took a photo in that moment. It's me with a cause light can of beer on, on the uh, on the window there, just looking out. I was far from home. I was isolated. 
I still didn't particularly know what I was doing with my life. I was working with fluid business coaching at this point with that, as that fly on the wall marketing director. And that was a very, very low moment for me. It was like, because I didn't know where I was going and what I was doing, the people around me didn't believe in me properly. They, they believed in me as, as David Sargent, but they didn't believe in me as David Sargent entrepreneur or business owner or coach because they didn't, they couldn't see my value proposition either. And it was blurring everything. It was muddying the waters. So as soon as I had actually made a decision in my mind, look, this is who I'm going to help. This is how I help. And I'm going to go for it. And then I could say with conviction to suspects, the prospects, the leads, to my family, to my friends, this is me. This is my identity. I'm the credibility coach. It's what I do. Oh my God. Like, you know, I've done it for myself. I've, I've, I'm out there proving to people that it can be done. And now I can see the eyes light up in my clients and, and my prospects when I talk to them. I've just identified what I did. And do you know what? It was the most fulfilling light bulb moment in my life. And it's led me to here right now talking to you guys on this podcast. <laughs> That's great. You know, uh, David, you're, you're, I'd like to talk a little bit about you've been generous enough to give us a, um, a download for people. And can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So a massive, massive problem that I get with uh, professionals that, that do work a lot on their own with, in, a, in a client professional scenario, so coaches, consultants, trainers, etc., is that they do have this identity crisis and they don't know where to start. So if you're one of these people listening right now, I can tell you where to start. And as with all coaching, normally the answers are right underneath our nose. And in your position right now, it's your clients. Now, we view our clients as putting bread on the table, and we obviously view them as we want to help them, and we have often great relationships with our clients. So why don't we actually try and harvest a little bit more information out, out of them to help us identify who we are? A lot of coaches are working with a very mixed bag of clients, ranging from different uh, revenue level, levels, different stages in their life, different industries and, and sectors. And, and the problem with that is that every time you work with somebody in a different industry or a different sector or a different stage of their life, you have to figure out the answers every single time. Whereas if you specialize a little bit, the answers become a little bit more, um, not cookie cutter, but a little bit easier to, to, to diagnose and solve for people. And it makes it a little bit more uh, fulfilling for you as well. When you, when you see you're taking someone from bad to good, but then you're taking also people from good to excellent. So let's start with our clients right now. And there's three specific questions that people coming through my Kickstarter program are tasked with doing and asking their clients. And I'm pleased to say that I've put these into um, an email template, absolutely free um, for you guys for the podcast. Appreciate you having me along, which you can download, copy and paste, fill in the blanks, and then that you could ask these three questions, these three clarity questions to your clients. fantastic and I love you know you shared how you went through this dark time and the people listening you know there's definitely people out there that are confused and wondering you know maybe I should go get back and get a job and you know those are the people that we want to help and and I think your your tools and the work that you're doing is is going to do that and I, I thank you for that and we'll have that download available on our uh, episode, this episode. So for the listener, get that. I've te checked it out. It's it's very cool. And I think it'll be very valuable for you. I think as well, let's not forget as well that 
people that are feeling that way when 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 they're sat at their desk or they're sat in their home office or they're sat in their job thinking you know i'm never going to be able to do this the most important thing to remember is that you have a quality that somebody out there will pay you for you do but you you're having trouble right now probably accessing that your, your head's probably spinning around you've got other stresses and, and time constraints in your life the most important thing you can do is get feedback from other people and i'm not talking about your wife or your girlfriend or your husband or your boyfriend or your brother or sister i'm talking about people that you have helped and you might not even realize you've helped them but ask people you know if you've helped someone with their website or you've helped someone with their with an email or or, or their books their fun you know their finances whatever just ask them these three questions, tweak them to suit where you're at right now, but ask them the three questions and I promise you it will give you some clarity around where your value proposition is and it will help you make future decisions for you and your business. You know, David, I agree with what you're saying 100%. And what I believe a lot of people don't realize is that the life experiences that they've had are valuable to, to someone. And those life experiences have given you a certain level of expertise that if you find a way to access it, can be commercially valuable. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's not your fault if you don't know. Um, it's, it's like being inside a wine bottle and trying to read the label yourself. Sometimes you need someone else to come along and read the label for you. You go, hey, <laughs> hey, man, hey man, did you know that this is, this is what it says on the label outside? And you go, oh, no, I didn't know that. Thanks so much. And then that's where the light bulb moment happens, you know? Yo, man, have you read Michael's diary or something? Because he says that all the time. And he got that from one of our mentors. <laughs> I say jar, no. though. You said wine bottle. I think I'm going to switch it up to wine bottle because I'm like, you know what? You're a, you're a cab, <laughs> cab, you know, cab sav from California. <laughs> as long as he's a red wine, I'm happy. <laughs> Look, it, it, he, he's British. He's he's more classy than you, Michael. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I would have expected a martini bottle or something. James Bond isn't on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> anyways, that's funny. Um, you know, our listener, I, I think, can identify with this because it, a lot of a lot of the people listening to this podcast are are, are really good people who do smart things. But uh, they may have hit a plateau uh, or they, they, they may have some nagging doubt in the back of their mind wondering, hey, am I really as, as good as I think I am? Do I have the expertise? Can I help people? Do I matter? Does the work I do matter? Can a good person like me uh, be successful? And what you're saying and what we're saying to them is yes, Absolutely. You can be successful. You, you do matter. Your work does matter. And that's really the message, isn't it, David? Absolutely. And, and it's, again, I mean, we talk about then dark places. Sometimes it can be easy to give up. It's the easy option. You know, oh, it's not working for me. I'm struggling to get clients or I don't know how I'm going to do this. Mark my words here for everyone listening right now. I started up an international market, digital marketing agency and guys, do you know how much budget I had and how much direction I had in my life when I did that? Can you guess? Zero? Zero. Yeah. A big fat zero. <laughs> and, you know, if I can do it, I'm a creator. I come up with new ideas every 10 seconds. I'm a very strategic thinker. I'm not really a doer. That's probably my biggest developmental point. 
And, you know, there's some people out there that lack the strategic direction. And this is why having Facebook groups that are free and readily available to just join and, and join in and join the discussion and help people and learn from other people, it's a fantastic starting place if you're feeling like that. You know, there's so, we're so lucky. We are so lucky. Like, when I started my career, um, as I'm sure you guys did, you know, social and stuff didn't exist you know, we are just so, so lucky to be in this position. And as harsh as this sounds, there isn't actually any excuses. It's just about how much you want it. That's absolutely right. And it's a great time to be a small business owner, a coach, a consultant. The world is 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 all of our oyster uh, with the way technology is going. Uh, this is the age of the creatives. Absolutely. And I, I will, if, if I may, guys, just offer... Um, a little bit of advice around digital marketing um, just because I just feel this is really, really, really important and it hurts me every time I speak to, to new people that come on for a consultation call and they're telling me about how much money they've spent on digital marketing and it's not worked. Now, I run three different agencies, right? I run a video marketing agency here, which is a local business uh, where my office is based. I run the, the coach marketing agency and then I have... Um, my my own personal brand it would be very easy for me uh, everyone that i meet to promote them services and say yeah come on you know come and buy this marketing service or whatever we'll do it all for you my biggest advice to anyone that that speaks to me and asks about marketing is i say don't invest in any marketing at the moment until you actually do understand who you are as a coach who what you do what your value proposition is the reason why 99% 99% of the people's marketing that I've spoken to has failed is because they have not worked on that identity. They have no idea. So when people are looking at them, what do they see? They just see a guy or girl that is really passionate about what they do and about helping people, but they can't see how that person is actually going to help them. There's no alignment. It's not a round peg in a round hole. It's it's whatever it is. It just doesn't match. It's just not in line. So I would say don't go to phase three, which is your promotion phase. Start at phase one, which is your planning phase and your identity. Go into your preparation phase. Get everything laid out nicely. Get your systems and your processes figured out and then start promoting yourself. So many coaches, consultants and trainers they jump to phase three of promotion and they completely ignore phases one and two. And it, it doesn't work. It's a waste of money. And that's why you then feel terrible about yourself because you think you're failing, but you're not. You just haven't done the prep work. I really like the three phases you just outlined. Phase one, planning. Phase two, preparation. Phase three, promotion. It's so simple. It's absolutely it, brilliant. Yeah, it is. And it all starts at home. It all starts with you. Um, each phase cannot operate without the other one being completed, essentially, which is why, as I said, people go straight into promotion because everything's readily accessible these days. You've got marketing agencies chopping your arm, biting your arms off to, to, to work with you um, and get you into this monthly plan and tie you in for a year and we'll do all this marketing. And then you've got You've only got to Google, how do I get leads? And you and you get people saying, I'll get you 10 leads a week. And and, and it, it seems so attractive. So people jump in and then you've got the people that do it themselves and Facebook and Google, you sign up for a Google AdWords account and it's like 
start your advert right now. Here's 50 bucks free to get started. And people get carried away with what I say, quote unquote, the sexy stuff. Mm. And they don't actually take that step back and actually look, hang on a minute, who am I helping and how am I helping them? No, it's very and, true. And, yeah. It's very true. You know, uh, one of our one of our clients, a uh, wonderful lady, she uh, started off her coaching career spending tens of thousands of dollars on digital marketing and digital promotion with zero result. Like, she was on the verge of tears. She's a wonderful lady, and... Her, her husband uh, came to her one day and said, honey, I love you, but you're spending us into the poorhouse. <laughs> I've got to uh-huh. take away your credit card so we, we're, we're not <laughs> going to make the mortgage, right? And she reluctantly gave up on her dream for a while with that. And she was so, so upset. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when, when she came to us finally, she'd been a little bit jaded. And the first thing we told her is stop spending money on marketing. Stop. Don't do yeah. any of that stuff. Get clear on who you are and get clear on who you help and why people uh, care uh, about the help that you offer. So she did that. And she went from making $556 a month to a year later making $56,000 a month, which was a nice wow, jump in, 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 yeah. in, in fees. Uh, and it, 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 really, it really was because she took to heart your message here. And uh, I really like the three phases that you've laid out uh, with your permission. I'm going to steal those with pride. <laughs> and borrow them. It's, uh, it, it's brilliant. It's, it, it's absolutely brilliant. Planning, preparation, and then promotion. Absolutely. David, we like to wrap up our episodes by asking our uh, guests for their top three expert action steps that they would recommend our listeners take on to improve their business. What are yours? Mine are don't run before you can walk. Um, I think that is, you know, uh, it works across life, but in general for your business, get smart, know your identity. Um, I would start at home in terms of asking your clients, always, always ask for feedback. It doesn't have to be uh, in-depth, massive questions. It hasn't got to be awkward. It can be friendly. So download that free takeaway, which I'm sure you're going to provide the links for in the show notes. And also I would say, Always put value first, but always put it in a strategic way. So don't go and try and help everyone. Identify who who it is you are, where your value lies, and then go and find communities that are relevant to your business, relevant to your product and your services and your offerings, and then provide value for free. I know that's going to make you all scared and think, I don't want to give away my my best stuff for free. Mm. Give it away because the more you give away, the more you prove you're an expert, the more you build the trust with people. And I assure you, you can tell somebody a hundred times how to do something, but they'll still pay you to either do it for them or to show them or coach them how to do it. Absolutely brilliant. And now this is the point in the program where um, if there's something specific that you'd like to promote, we'd like to give you an opportunity to do that. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Um, so, I mean, if people can find me at credibilitycoach.com um, and also they can find me at um, facebook.com forward slash credibilitycoach. And if you just go to my website, you'll find my social profiles there as well. Um, I run a, a five-week Kickstarter program, which is predominantly for coaches across all different niches. And it really helps you um, identify who you are, what your value proposition is, 
And then we talk about bringing you to market. So it basically follows them three phases of the planning, the preparation and the promotion. It is me that does it directly. It's not any members of my team. And when I reply on social media, it's genuinely me. I make that my priority in my business. Um, so it's it's one-on-one. And I also do trainings uh, and, and workshops as well. And you can head over to credibilitycoach.com and find out all about them too. But um, the best place to really join in is my free Facebook group. So just go over to my Facebook page. You'll find it there. And uh, I look forward to having you over. Thank you so much, David. It's just been a real pleasure having you on the show. You've been a great guest. No, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome, David. Take care. Cheers. Michael David Sargent. My goodness, this guy really knows his stuff. You know what? I, I just like the guy. I liked him the first time I watched his first video. I, I think he's he's the real deal. He's so authentic. And I, I think he's a good model for people. I mean, he hasn't figured it all out. He's, he's very, uh, he's on a journey. But you know what? He's got the right mindset and he's got some real talent. And uh, he's he spent 10 years figuring this out. I, I just, I really enjoyed the conversation. You know what? So did I. And uh, he is fantastic. And um, what he brought to the table that was really valuable for me, that I believe is valuable for the listener, is that whole three-phase process of plan, prepare, and then promote. So many people get it wrong. I mean, we've had clients of ours get it wrong, and it's cost we've them tens of thousands. Of course we have. Yeah. But, but, but you know, some of our clients recently have, have spent tens of thousands of dollars before they came to us and uh, on promotion, before they'd done the planning, before they'd done the preparation. And it's really important to get those three phases in the right order and David made that point and he made it very powerfully. So for that, I was really grateful. He's also provided us with a wonderful download and and that's a great segue into uh, a download of our own that we offer uh, called the Authority Marketing Blueprint. Michael, could you tell the folks a little bit about that and why it's such a powerful uh, free tool that we have for people? Well, we've been talking about it for sure for a few episodes. And so uh, if you've been a regular listener, then you've heard this before. Uh, But it it literally there's 10 ways you can position yourself as an authority in the marketplace and we we created this uh, uh url authorityrocks.com or authority.rocks and you know the first time that i'd actually positioned myself as an authority where people called me asking for me direction and wanting to buy i thought you know really it was kind of like being a rock star. You know, it's <laughs> certainly I'm, I not, love it. I love I'm it. not making a rock star income, but not yet, but soon. <laughs> but, but it is definitely the direction. And, you know, we've been doing some work and some learning with uh, Donald Miller and StoryBrand, and we love Donald Miller. And he talks about authority, and it's, and I don't want to confuse this. It's not like we the the thing's going to go out there and, oh, you're the best in the world. You're, you're awesome. It's just that. You want to, like David was talking about in this episode, it's be very clear about what it is that you actually do for people, who those people are, and then put out 
content, put out, uh, put your personal self, like David, David put him, his personal self out into the world, a generous self, uh, giving uh, ideas and, and value. And so that he's become for me an authority around a very specific area. And that's what had me even find this person on the other side of almost other side of the planet. So the download's great. There's going to be something in there that's going to help you make more money. It's going to help people phone you to buy. Uh, and so I recommend you do that. And I recommend you download the, the work that David has given us on this episode too. I, I, they'll, they'll both be available. Just go to this episode. If you're on your iPhone or your Android, or if you're one of those people that still have a BlackBerry, I don't even think you can get podcasts on Blackberries, but <laughs> <laughs> if you're on one of those devices, just scroll down, click on that link and go there and uh, you'll be able to download it. Absolutely. And what's really cool about the authority marketing blueprint is that it's all on one page. You know, Winston Churchill said he would never read a plan that was longer than a page because if it took you longer than a page to explain your plan, it was too complicated and be too hard to execute. And we really believe in that. So all the 10 uh, steps that you need to take in order to really establish yourself as an authority are on one page. And what's brilliant about this is you're going to see that you really do have some powerful expertise that's valuable to people. It's going to reaffirm that for you. And the type of expertise you have really does matter. And as a result of you reading this, it's going to become super clear to you that someone like you with real expertise can be very successful in the marketplace by establishing themselves as an authority. So I just encourage you to go down and download this from the various uh, URLs that Michael has said. They're going to be in the show notes as well. And obviously take advantage of the download we have for David Sargent and uh, utilize that as well. They're both very, very powerful. That wraps another episode of the Business of Thought Leadership podcast. To get all of the show notes, learn more about today's guests, go to thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to the Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.